welcome to Fable Top Tales, a real play D&D podcast. My name is Morgan and I'll be your DM. Hello, my name's Chloe and I play Zaga, the half-orc warlock. Hello, my name's Alex and I play Derek, the dragonborn paladin. Hi, my name's Kerry and I play Valna, the wood elf fighter. Greetings, my name is Tom and I play Belmont Dan Fearfeld, the human necromancer. Right guys, grab your character sheets, grab your dice, let's go. The world of Ithaerun spans thousands of miles and thousands of years. At every place and every time there is a tale to be told, and this is one of them. Welcome to Fable Top Tales, Tomb of the Dreamweaver. We start our adventure in the Citadel, a mighty bastion of education in the arcane arts settled within the Duchy of Falador in the Queendom of Arkenhorn. It shines like a beautiful white symbol on the top of a hill, shining bright for all those who can see as they approach on the many roads that lead to it, holding 26,000 citizens nearly. So it has taverns, accommodations, it is as busy as any other normal city, with beautiful towers dedicated to education in the arcane arts and it's as clear there is a magical presence here the streets kept clean by magical servants walking around and there's a clear magic in the air whilst the majority of the population are human and there are a few orcs dwarves halflings wandering around maybe the occasional elf elves are definitely the rarest and they garner a lot of looks as two of them walk down the street two walking side by side one looking perhaps in his third or fourth century walking alongside another elf. Kerry, would you like to describe your character for me? Vana Rothnell walks somewhat proudly, but also her slight anxiety and anticipation is revealed when she twiddles with the adorning earpiece and the little metal bit at the top that's a bit loose, so she just sort of flicks it around a little bit as she goes. That that top leaf right on the tip. Beautiful decorated ears yeah. walking through, and you're like, I didn't know they could build buildings as big as you're <laughs> kind of she's, walking around. She stares at all the buildings and all the people as they stare back at her she is similarly aghast with her brown hair and pale skin and leather armour which is um, engraved with various le- um, vines and tree um, kind of symbols yeah, yeah, yeah. symbols and beautifully decorated beautifully adorned she just looks in awe at everything and everyone she sees and she just soaks it all in <laughs> I think uh, the person you're walking with, your longtime mentor, Aramil, kind of sees your... Bat was getting a little overwhelmed. It's like, it's fine, honestly. Just take a deep breath. It's quite a lot to take in, I know. Yeah, it's not quite fresh here. I mean, no. not as much as it is in the forest, but it's this, this actually, surprisingly, different. this city smells better than any city you're probably ever going to find. Well, that's... I'm not sure if that's reassuring or... No, it's not supposed to be. Just, I'm just warning you, if you go anywhere else, the... The pervading smell of horse manure is typically stronger than it is. Yes, I had noticed that. Mm, I wasn't going to say, I thought it might be, I mean, I didn't know if any, there's quite a lot of people looking at us, I didn't know if anyone was listening to us, so I wasn't going to talk about the smell of horse manure. Yeah, it's funny that you Um, say that. You are garnering a lot of stares, like a lot of people are looking at these two elves walking through a street, which, again, there may be a half-elf or an elf occasionally, but very rarely, and your appearance here gets a lot of kind of suspicious stares. I told you about this, you'll be fine. I'll get used to it, and it's not—it's not—it's not a big deal. Breathe. It's not a big deal. Breathe. It's fine. It's fine. Breathe. Um, it's fine. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. I need to Come breathe. on. Um, can you give me an insight check? 
first dice roll of the campaign. <gasps> Nat 20. Oh, oh, so beautiful. Well, we've peaked nice. already, yeah, guys. We started on a high. Incredible. That's a 23. 23. Um, you, as you're kind of taking deep breaths, you um, you kind of look in like the eyes of your mentor for a little bit, and you see he has, a, a, I guess, a kind of level of concern about you. But with a 23, you can see through that he there is a thing of like she needs this yeah and he he knows that you're gonna you can tell he almost like it feels like he knows you're gonna struggle but he is like no she needs this that struggle She'll is be all right yeah. exactly um in fact he probably he probably says to he says the orcs are a uh, a difficult group of people to deal with at times but they have a philosophy which i think is quite remarkable and i think quite applicable to our current situation is that sometimes our struggle can define us. So yeah. keep that, hold on to it, and I'm sure you'll do amazing stuff. Well, what is life without struggle, I suppose? Right, I think the College of Necromancy is just down this way and kind of looks up at the sun. It's getting towards midday, so I think we should be meeting the professor soon, so we best hurry on. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, you that's kind of, fine. You jostle down the streets, kind of heading towards, uh, presumably the College of Necromancy, uh, somewhere deeper in. Also, you heard Valna as uh, someone was crashing around looking for a location, but you were kind of too absorbed in the city to quite take note of what they are. Oh, in fact, as, as Derek is, ma- is barraging around the city, what kind of noises can be heard from him briefly? God damn it, where the hell? Peasant person. <laughs> Peasant person. I'm looking for a Delman van Furfender. <laughs> we'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. Um... Through the city, a bit further on from in the direction Valna and Aramil are going, uh, there is um, indeed the College of Necromancy. Um, it is perhaps one of the smaller colleges. Um, a, uh, it still has quite a beautiful courtyard, um, uh, a few towers of smaller design, and quite a lot of it is down below in kind of like a, 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 a subterranean level. I bet a lot of people were expecting Hotel Transylvania style <laughs> lightning coming down. <laughs> well, yeah, just every kind of two seconds. It's, it's just yeah, it's like this beautiful city of white granite and then just just like Hotel Transylvania. No, actually, a fairly respectful place, but probably smaller representing a less uh, attended college. Um, we find our next two characters. Um, Walking side by side, there are two humans. One, a little shorter, a little unremarkable gentleman with a hooded cloak, uh, quite simple clothes, a crop of black uh, brown hair and a fairly forgettable face walking alongside. Tom, would you like to describe your character? So, Belmont Dan Fearfeld is quite a tall fellow. I'd probably say 6'3". Very tall. Uh, Very slim as well. He has short, cropped black hair, quaffed to one side, but with... Iron grey at the sides. Uh, he wears a mix between, well, a professor's suit and wizard's robe. So it's kind of a hybrid of the two. Pitch is black, except for some purple lapels, purple cuffs, and a lilac cravat. Oh, very nice. At his side, clamped quite securely under lock and key, is his grimoire that never leaves his side. Uh with all his magical information under lock and key, he's very protective over Spellbook come thesis kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in one, well, in his front pocket, there is a white rose sticking out as well. And intertwined with that white rose is also a black rose, which is dead. 
So yeah, very smart fellow, boots polished to a pristine shine and not hair out of place. His probably most notable feature is his piercing emerald eyes that are embedded in his hawkish face and over his nose are always his half-moon spectacles. Beautiful. Um, you are alongside your longtime colleague and close friend, um, Nathan Palmer. Uh, you are both, I believe, academics and professors. Well, Nathan's not an, a professor, he's just an academic here, and you both study the art of necromancy. Uh, as you're walking upstairs, Nathan turns to you. Right, so the elf is coming with her friend, uh, not her friend, sorry, her mentor. They're kind of coming in together. We should be expecting them soon. And I told Zaga to meet her here about midday. So I imagine she'll probably join us shortly. We're going to be like really early. So I don't think anyone will be there yet. Wonderful. How are the other preparations going? Do we have supplies ready? Books? Uh, and uh, an amount. We need to check rations. I think we've got some stuff for the road. The first, I think from the journey, maybe 10 days is going to be mostly through countryside. So it's going to be easy enough to... Um, speak to people in the fields, buy stuff, stay in haylofts, that kind of thing. Any report by the City Watch? That war is not encroaching on our, the lands we're going through, is it? No, not really. The Empire thus far is in the same stage as the Queendom. They're kind of making preparations. Last I heard, the Queen's military are starting to move through Fallodor to go start the readying the defence on the um, front line. But for now... No conflict coming to where we are. It should take a what If they do, I really hope they don't. But if they end up coming this far west, we are in trouble. But I really doubt that's going to happen. We should be okay. Excellent. If we hurry or we'll beat it, then we must make it to this find before it's raided by anyone else. Well, you should be fine. I mean, no one's found it in 2,000 years, right? We should be all right. I've told, obviously, I've told the Grand Magister of Necromancy. They're aware of what we're doing. But beyond that, kind of kept it on the down low. Do you want me to tell everyone what the plan is, or do you want to tell them what the plan is when we everyone gets together? I can probably te- impart it myself. Uh, obviously, uh, it'd be good to have you there as my partner, of course. Has the other item arrived that I ordered? Yes, oh. it's on the slab. So Wonderful. We'll get some research in before we head off. No, Might be sense. a while before we get back to the slab. Well, hopefully the stuff we find will be um, suitable to give us uh, <laughs> quite a lot of work for the next few days. Wonderful. Um, as you were kind of walking up these steep stairs in this tower, you start to come to your office. Again, you've got about half an hour before everyone arrives. Uh, however, standing outside your office, Chloe, do you want to describe what your character looks like and what they're doing outside the office of Belmont Danfierfeld? Half an hour before they were meant to arrive. <laughs> eager, eager jelly bean. Did you say eager jelly bean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said that. I, <laughs> I like it. Phrases. It's cute. Come on, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a phrase that has both been keen and... Je- keen jelly beans. Keen jelly beans. Uh, keen is... bean. I don't, I don't Sorry, Chloe, do you want to describe your character? She is a half-orc. She is a lot slenderer than most orcs because she doesn't do a lot of fighting or anything. She very much buries herself within books. Um, she doesn't... She isn't with her tribe... So she doesn't do a lot of, like, fighting, mm. joshing. She just, she has her little family, which is very rare for orcs. But, I, think it's, um, I think it's worth saying that, um, so in Ithurun, half-orcs are just orcs that live in a city and they lose a lot of their features that makes them more rugged and are able to survive in the wild. So Zaga has orc parents, but she is a bit more, a bit, a bit less... Bit more diminutive than your normal orc because yeah. she lives in a city and doesn't need those extreme kind of yeah uh so she's about six one she's got brown eyes 
blonde hair, light green skin. She, she's fairly young, but she, I, she's young-ish for an orc, but I'd say she's about 30. Oh, okay, yeah. All she really cares about is reading, learning, and practicing her magic. And she's currently waiting very nervously outside of Belmont's yep. office. She is there clutching a couple of books. She's got like a, a little um, briefcase satchel on her back. Like, oh, you know, like, like a Cambridge satchel yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, she's kind of like bouncing up and down on her tiptoes with angst and nerves. She's like, she's talking to herself like, no, just play it cool, be it cool. It's fine, you know. We're here, it's good. Like, come on, you can do this, Saga. We, we, we can do this. Yeah, but what if I'm weird? What, what, what if I get hurt? You see, as you're around the corner, you see this orc outside your office Hero. talking to herself. And you and Nathan got to stop for a second. Like, is she talking to us? I'm going to look very bemused at how early the student is and just kind of uh, stroke my beard, a uh, little goatee. Like, <laughs> why is she here? Why is she talking to us? <laughs> Uh, Nathan kind of extends a hand. Uh, Zaga. Oh, uh, hello, hi, 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 hello. You're you're, you're very early. What, what you said? What time do we say? We said midday. Yep. Uh, and it's almost midday, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, half you, eleven. Zaga. We, we we don't have to. It's fine. We don't. I just I just didn't want to be late. I I can go. No. No. You, no, you yeah, come in. You're, you're here now. Come inside. Don't worry about it. So Zaga reaches into her pocket and pulls out this massive scroll and unravels it, and it's about three feet long. Nathan looks at <laughs> the professor. <laughs> Take a seat and don't touch anything. You hear three sets of locks being undone, and then kind of a doof, 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 a particular knock, and then the door swings open. It's a very secure, heavily bolted door. And Yet somehow I imagine that Zaga's taken imprints of these keys and has her own set. <laughs> she could have been waiting at the desk if she yeah. thought it was appropriate. Yeah, because I, I feel like this is interesting because you two definitely have a relationship, right? But you're kind of like, I feel like Belmont is like, he's like he likes students that like to learn, but also has like no patience. And it's like yeah. the fact you've turned up early is like, what well, this is, come on. No patience <laughs> and incredibly private when it comes to his yeah, own sanctum 100%. for the sake of his like almost OCD level yeah. of we, like everything needs to be organized and prepared. We find uh, you open the door to your kind of beautiful office, which is like uh, dark wood countertops and bookshelves stuffed with books, uh, oxblood leather chair, just so the quill lined up just correctly. Everything is just right in your office as you arrive. And there's, I, I feel like you've set out some seats ready for people to kind of uh, sit down and find out about the mission. Did you did you have any questions you actually wanted to ask? Or do we, I suppose you spend some time grilling them for what the adventure is going to be? I do just spend the half an hour asking various different questions. I could try and think of a couple that Zaga would ask. Uh, Professor, you've got this. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so, kind of uh, going to tea. Would you like some tea? Oh, um, <laughs> no, no, thank you. It's a drink. It's, it's a, yes, no, thank you. It, uh, it sends me a bit. Ooh. Okay, I, I ring like a little, pull a little velvet cord in the corner. I hope you don't mind if I drink some. Uh, and I summon like a university servant to bring me a... Yeah, a so, somewhere deep within the uh, Necromancy College, a bell has been rung, which has indicated that you would like some tea. Now, yes. in order so... not to repeat myself, because I hate wasting breath, though I do love to educate, I will wait for the other two to arrive at the appropriate time 
so I can inform you all at once what this mission will be. On the other hand, what is the appropriate date to get the prime samples from a brain to study the speech pattern of a cadaver? Im- immediately. That is very good to get keen memories from the surface. However, if you want the deeper memories, you have to wait for them to decay just a little bit to get a bit deeper. I feel like I'm going to allow you to give me a history check um, because I feel like you are a pretty prestigious student. So it'd be good to see if as you kind of are grilling her... history or like a, a flat knowledge? Well, knowledge I, I'll give history because it allows you, if you have a proficiency, to use it. 15. 15. As you speak to Belmont Dan Fairfeld, it becomes quite clear that she has a pretty good grasp of the syllabus that you've been teaching. Um, she knows her facts, she knows figures, and I think you're able to probably somewhat impress Belmont as you kind of, you're kind of grilling her and she's able to pick her like, oh, I remember this, and she can pull out this. And perhaps there's stuff that you're surprised that she knows. Excellent. You have the fundamentals down. You have a long way to go to be an expert in necromancy, but I see the seeds of knowledge are within you, like a fungus sprouting within a tree. <laughs> That's Slowly horrendous. taking over. Oh, I have that in between my toes. <laughs> Delightful. That's so gross. Oh. Um, Nathan... I- you did say these are professionals. Oh, no. uh, I believe, actually, I believe Zaga was your recommendation. Uh, I'm just going to look back. I believe you're right. Yes, that's my mistake. <laughs> As he's kind of going through books. Can't blame that one on me, mate. <laughs> yeah, so getting back to my questions. So num- number one, I guess, is what's a Dreamweaver? Number two, how, uh, long, how long is it going to be? Number three, what are we going to eat? Number four, what are we going to drink? Number five, how much danger really am I going to be in? Number six, are we going to come across many enemies? Number seven, are the people we're traveling with safe? Number eight, have you, have you made sure that they're not serial killers? Because that, that's a big concern as well. Number nine, oh wait, hang on, I think I've As she lists off these questions, the first thing she asked was a dreamweaver. You don't know. And you don't know why that's relevant. That's a strange question. Hmm. That's very particular. Uh, I don't remember being that being part of this little field trip I planned. Wait, what? You haven't planned the food? Nathan kind of comes up behind you. No, I believe he's talking about the Dreamweaver. No, oh. she's. A, it's. I think you're a little confused. When we were looking through the texts together, when I found her, we were looking in the library, and she was looking at a text regarding something called the Dreamweaver. It's not really got anything to do with the project as a whole. That's strange. I've not seen anything uh, to do with the Dreamweaver in the standard section of the library. It, it was a it was a borrowed book from a friend. I just brought it in to read on on my, on my downtime. It was just it, it was a borrowed book from a friend. You can go ahead and give me a deception check. <laughs> oh, oh, that is a natural one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. One. <laughs> For a total of um, um. three, uh, <laughs> Zagger. I I let her in. I borrowed your key. I will go into uh, pull out a chain from around my neck. But I have the key. I'll oh. just hold my hand out. Like, you can see my emerald eyes piercing into your soul. Oh, but please, Professor, please. They're the I only will let you in. All you have to do is say please. I, I, ju- I know I, just, I have I just tenure, did. but I don't want to push it too far. Come on, you know that they're the only books worth reading, and they are a great value to me. I will give you this back. If you're good on this quest. Okay, but if I die, then it's no use. Okay, right. If you die, you won't need it. 
Look, Besides, we might be able to bring you back. You don't know what we'll find. We can answer a lot of these questions when everyone else gets here. Don't worry about it. The professor is here for the brains. I am also here for the brains, but different brains. We'll be fine. Okay, fine. Take a seat. Eventually, a, uh, a, a porter comes through um, uh, saying very little and maybe letting out little... Uh, as they wander in with the little tea tray. Ah, Terence. I see you're getting some of your colour back. The, the porter walks through and puts the tea tray on the table. Ah, but you've lost a t- couple more toes, it seems. I wish they put shoes on you. <laughs> Trevor turns around and starts to walk out of the room. Zaga just reaches across the table and takes the cup. As soon as the professor puts it down, she picks it up and just drinks it in one. The tea? Yeah. Would not be hot. She's, yeah, no. <laughs> it's she's, hot tea. She's having like a mild anxiety attack so she just, <laughs> just scolds herself you, her. try, you pick up the tea and you fucking scold the inside of your mouth like, instantly but like, I play it cool so it's... oh give me a constitution saving throw <laughs> that's just a seven professor can you give me a dexterity saving throw <laughs> oh no this is starting wonderfully for you two what a wonderful <laughs> relationship we're building here I really that's an 11 the... you as you kind of try to put the hot tea in your mouth you spray it out <laughs> as the fucking boiling hot water touches your tongue but you quick as you duck out of the way as tea sprays overhead Zaga I'm going to ask you to wait outside my office till the others arrive please whilst I clean this up yes professor uh, of course professor I'm, I'm, I'm sorry professor I'm going to ring the bell again <laughs> <laughs> once again somewhere deep within the bowels of the college another bell rings and you presume someone is going to come along and clean that up very soon as the door kind of closes, Nathan goes, she'll be useful. She's an eager mind. That's what we need. And she'll be less destructive on the fields as we go, mm. rather than in my office. But an inquisitive mind is what we need on this quest. Mm. And she's an orc. She looks like she can break a man's back with the flick of a finger. Well, look, honestly, the muscle we've got, I've, there's an elf archer on the way who I think is pretty good at killing. Killed an ogre when she was like seven or something. And then we've got uh, a dragonborn who is, I think, like a holy warrior. Again, gods, uh, but it's probably actually around in time uh, that you are outside um, the college uh, with Aramil. Um, you hear some commotion in the background as someone <laughs> wanders past looking for something. What do they hear as, as, as they walk towards the college? Out of my way, peasants! <laughs> As Derek continues to search for the location, you kind of look over as you see a dragonborn bluster past, but you don't really catch it. Aramil kind of looks back. Okay, character. Um, right. Um, I'm going to leave you here now. And I just go up there. Just and up the what was what was the name you said? Uh, Belmont Dunfearfeld. Well, Belmont the, the connection I have is Nathan Palmer. But I believe you're the, the 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 one heading up the expedition is Belmont Dunfearfeld. Okay. So, um, and I go through this door, and then it's. Um, and up the stairs, I mean, in direction. There's probably a sign back for his office. So you okay, can I'll have a look. Okay, thank you. And I can't believe it's going to be so long. When when will I see you again? When you come back. I'm okay. only I'll only be in Lyrianford. Don't you worry. I'll see you again at some point then. See you again soon. He kind of bows his head. Okay, bye. And then turns around. Right. Okay. Through the doors. Let's go. You go through the doors of the College of Necromancy, making your way up the stairs. Uh, and you see, as you kind of come upstairs, you see, uh, uh, you're, you know it's about midday, so you're basically bang on time, and you see a very sheepish-looking orc 
uh, standing outside, probably never seen an orc before, standing there with big tusks, light green skin, standing very tall and muscular with a big kind of book in Well, muscular for an average person, maybe not for an orc, kind of standing there. Oh, hey, um, that's Belmont down Fairfield's office, right? I, am I too early? I was meant to meet with him. Uh, Sorry, my name. My name's Valna. Nice to meet you. Uh, uh, what 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 business did you have with the professor? Oh, uh, my my mentor sent me to meet him. Um, sorry. Who are you? Uh, I am a good personal friend of the professor, and <laughs> <laughs> can I roll an insight check? Oh, fuck, that's so funny. I don't think she thinks she's lying. I don't think. <laughs> I think it is. I think an insight check would be like, yeah, she's telling the truth. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yes, and um, I'm afraid the professor is... Uh, <laughs> um, yes, well, the professor, he's a bit busy with very important business, so I'm afraid you're going to have to come back another day. Well, I can't really come back because I, I, I've travelled a long way to be here and I don't really have anywhere to stay. I'm meant to be going on some kind of adventure with, with him and maybe a few other people. I, I don't know if you... I mean, you must know about this. I mean, you're oh, a close yes. I, of course friend. I know. And I'm afraid it's been cancelled. There's no need for your kind. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Give me deception. Jesus. Ruthless. That's a free plus. <laughs> I mean, plus I've got two, a plus that's a three five, to, I think. I've got a plus three to insight anyway, but it's a ten overall. Yeah, you. She's lying. She's trying to get rid of you for some reason. Yeah. The um, door opens. Oh, uh, uh, Valner. 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 Yes. Perfect. Right on time. Are you Belmont? No, no, I'm Nathan. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I had heard about you as well. Uh, come in, come in. Um, yeah, okay. Is there another one? He kind of pokes his head around. Is there someone else out here? Um, no, I've not seen anyone. All right, no worries. Come on. You weren't expecting Aramel to come with me, were you? No, 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 no. Um, Dragonborn. I think I saw a Dragonborn charging around out there, but I, it can't be the right one. No worries. Come inside. Come inside. He, you go into the office yeah. again. You see this beautiful office, but there is a uh, a a weird individual on all fours, kind of scrubbing the floor, kind of going. Uh, I like to picture at this point. This... I'm just kind of there, just like. Head in my hand, <laughs> sat like, at my desk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to turn to the individual on all fours. Do you need any help? The kind of head turns up and looks at you. Is is that yes? Do you want do you want me to help you? What are, what are you doing? Does oh. Belmont Dunfield explain what's going on here? Hello. Oh, hello. I am Professor Fearfeld. Oh, you're your Belmont. employer. Don't worry about Christine down there. She's perfectly happy doing the job she's doing, serving the university. She did it in life. She'll do it in death. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think she wasn't happy. I just thought she might need some help. Nathan, she's dead. Then she must need more help. What? No, no, hang on. The one... it, it's not worth it. Don't worry about it. She's undead. Uh, she donated her body to science, and now she's cleaning the floor. Never mind. We, I'm, I'm here for um, an adventure that your friend here. She, she told me your, she's My your student. close personal friend. She, yeah, that's not what she said. Um, <laughs> she said that the mission was cancelled, but I don't think what she does, was telling what the does truth. Saga say to I was about. To, I was getting ready to not because I'm assuming that I've still not been allowed back oh. in the office. So I'm just waiting. I was like, Professor, can, can I come in yet? I'm gonna look down at Christina. Christine is finished. She's starting to stand up. Write a note. Hand it to her. Take that to the head of the library service, please. <laughs> she. Uh, it's just saying, 
no dessert for Zaga for five months when she returns. Sorry, Why would sorry the library service. service. Why would you write to the library I, about that? I'm, very, I'm a big fan of the fact that that's how Belmont Dan Fearful thinks it works. It will get to the library they'll be like, I can't stop having dessert. What the <laughs> fuck does <laughs> that mean? You think she's some, kind of, some kind of indentured servant? The library's just anyway, like, what is he on? Anyway, my name is Valna Rothenel. I look at the hand. Charmed. <laughs> uh, I am Professor Belmont Dan Fearfeld, one of the leading professors of necromancies in the whole of the Citadel. And this esteemed chap is my fellow friend and scholar, Nathan Palmer. Nice yes, leisure. Yeah, you introduced yourself to me, but it's nice to meet you anyway. Yeah. Tea. Oh, wow, what's that? Tea. 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 It's a drink. Yes, I know what tea is. Would you like some? Oh, yes, please. Right. I ring the bell again. <laughs> uh, somewhere deep within the bowels once again. Uh, what would Terence looks up from his phone? <laughs> He's like... Uh, starts to walk towards you. As Nathan kind of goes, where is that damn dragonborn? Alex, would you like to describe your character and what he's currently doing? So, um... My character is Derek. He's an amethyst gem dragonborn. Uh, Derek is relatively tall, being a dragonborn. He's got thick, draconic head, uh, tail, and his body is kind of like a rich, bluey color. His scales, with him being a gem dragonborn, his scales seem hard and smooth, almost like gemstone. And you wouldn't, when looking at him, um, realize that he was a, a mushy, spoilt man-child. He looks, he looks quite strong and, um, and, and powerful, but on put the inside, yeah, yeah, strapping, yeah. but not put together on the inside, yeah. Uh, in in truth, a wreck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what's he currently doing? I reckon at this point he's found the place, mm-hmm. um, gone straight past reception. Um, even though they've they've you go past you go past what does a reception what's look the, like at the school of necromancy? What's the undead? What's the undead person in the foyer? What they Jolene. called Jolene? Jolene, Jolene, kind of standing there with like a guest book as you kind of run past <laughs> as you run past her holding like a quill. <laughs> if he had seen it, then Derek would have just thought it was like some kind of autograph and just written Derek yeah. all over the rest of the signatures, <laughs> all over the paper, like all over the other names, everything, just like oh. D Dog. You're welcome. And I'm on my way. Oh, blows her kiss and yeah, yeah, <laughs> marches yeah. past. XO. Oh, beautiful. Um, you eventually come to uh, uh, the closed door that says on it uh, Belmont Dan Fearfeld, Professor of Necromancy. Mm. I'm going to boot the door through. Is Zagas the lot? No, no, she's in now. Oh, okay. Are you in like armor? Because that's a heavy ass door. Yeah, no, I'm fully, I'm fully kitted over. I've got my chainmail, I've got my sword drawn. I'm ready for it. Can you give me a strength check? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 16. Um, How strong's your door? It's about this thick. What's it made out of? Yeah, okay. Solid oak. For the listeners, how thick is that? Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, how... oh, sorry. Also, before, <laughs> also before, I held out my hand to you and you were like, I look at her hand and I was like, I didn't say I'd hold out your hand. I just physically did. Let's say about six inches thick. Oh, Christ. Uh, with a 16, you Perfect. boot the door and you all inside, perhaps kind of like enjoying your tea and polite conversation, jump a little bit as boom, the door kind of rattles on its hinges. But it doesn't open. And, no, it doesn't open. And he goes back all over everywhere. Does that happen often? Oh, uh, they I think our uh, new guest is here. Um, I'm going to see. Can you give me um, a just a dexterity check? Sixteen. Sixteen. Um, as uh, you go to kick the door a second time, 
the door opens. <laughs> you see standing before you, uh, Nathan Palmer, human man, and you kick him in the knees. <laughs> as he opens the door, oh, oh! As you see, he kind of stumbles down as you kick him in the knees. <laughs> Derek, I assume. Delroy fanfare, I presume. That was an accident, but you bloody well deserved it. No, no, that's him. I'm... Oh, Christ. That door was an antique. So are you, by the looks, little wizard man. <laughs> when is our adventure starting? I'm 35 years old, <laughs> but thank you for that. I take it this is your first into employment. What gives it away? Because you usually treat the employer with some modicum of respect. May I present Lord Duria Khan Kastoon of the Kastoon Estate? I mean, I, I grew up in the woods, but even I know you're meant to knock at the door, not knock the door down. No, it's it's truly fine. Are you? Did you find the place okay? No, where are the signs? I thought we gave you directions. Clara not give you the, tell you where it is? She said it was in the Citadel. Right. <laughs> It's a pleasure to meet you, your lordship, though lordship doesn't matter that much when it comes to the world of academia. Can I offer you tea? Yes, please. Rings the bell again. <laughs> Terence. Terence, having literally just sat back in his stall, <laughs> dealing, uh, stands up again and starts to put the kettle on the hob. <laughs> Zaga, uh, you may... Return to my office. I thought Zaga was already in the office. I didn't there. think she was. Oh, you have you? Oh, okay. So you should ask like clutching your books while he takes the door. Beautiful. Down. I'm just like peering around the door for him. Like, yeah, you just saw this <laughs> dragon ball kicking the door and like, what the fuck is going on? I'm going to indicate to four chair. Uh, no, three chairs have had lined out ready for them. Excellent. I sit down as quick as possible, quicker than the others, and I pull my chair as close up to your desk as possible to get ahead of the others. I do the thing where you swing the chair backwards and sit on it backwards like an absolute dick. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea it's an armchair and your legs are like... <laughs> I, don't, I don't imagine you've even come to sitting on it. You've just rest one leg up against it. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, your yeah, elbow yeah. and your knee like... Flexing, perhaps. So they're just going to stand there flexing one arm. It's like... the reflection of your sword. Valna <laughs> yeah. takes the final chair and sort of... Like hunches up, like hands on her knees, like body sort of tied to together, as small like as possible. Like okay, yep, this is fine. This uh, is normal. Since they've all now sat down, I'm going to take the opportunity to take my uh, half moon specs off, give them a little rub down. Clearly taking my time, put them back on, and I'm going to just stare at each of them in the eye for about twenty seconds. You have beautiful eyes. Thank you. I got you them see- from my mother. As a necromancer, that's a very concerning thing to say. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can see, uh, as you're kind of giving him a cold, hard start, uh, Nathan kind of rests on the back. You kind of all sat by the desk. You're, like, right on the other side of your desk, and he's kind of leaned against the bookshelf, kind of um, idly looking over some uh, one of the texts and kind of scratching some notes. They'll do, Nathan. Oh, I'm glad you approve. An eccentric lot. I can't believe Zaga was my first choice, but we live and learn. So I think introduction's probably a good idea. Um, I am Nathan Palmer. This is uh, Professor Belmont Dan Fairfeld. Although I'm pretty sure Belmont will do. We're gonna get Professor will do actually. Okay, cool. This is uh, sorry, my lord. If you'd like to introduce yourself, what was your name again? Apologies. My name is Duria Khan Kastoon, but for your simple tongue, you can refer to me as Derek. Excellent, uh, Lord Derek, or just Derek is fine. Just Derek is fine. Derek, excellent. Uh, Derek is a noble. Member of a very uh, important household uh, of uh, Amethyst Dragonborns, and I believe blessed by Bahamut himself. So it's said. Excellent. 
So it said, by me. <laughs> um, uh, you are also, uh, he indicates to you, Valna, we have amongst our company a very talented wood elf who I believe you will be helping us navigate through the Aegitha woods, which will be useful. As the attention is drawn to her, she pulls her shoulders back, like attempts to look as confident as she possibly can. Yes, um, I've lived in the woods my whole life. I am I, I'm sure I'll be able to help you navigate them, definitely. Uh, and then Zaga. Uh, Zaga is a student here at the university and she is one of the most talented we've seen. Whilst many of her class have been able to master the occasional cantrip, she has mastered full spells. Oh, that's really impressive. Yeah, thank you. I've, I really, really studied really, really hard. I really tried, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's important for me to do so. So th- thank you. Yeah. Ben, what would you like to introduce us or would you like me to do this? Uh, I will let you do this. Uh, I'm going through a bit of a headache at the moment. I wonder why. No, that's acceptable. That's fine. So the professor and I have, well, we've made a discovery, essentially. Monumental will change the face of necromancy forever. Have you any of you heard of the Thallium Empire? You, yeah, I'll give you that. Can everyone else give me a history? You two give me a history check. Um, so, Zaga, you are familiar, but if you two could both give me a history check. For context, Zaga's hand just shot straight up in the air. Yes, I was going to say. She eight. eight. No idea what the Thallium Empire is. I've got a 21 on the history check. Oh, you know who the Thallium Empire are. Mm-hmm. It's that private education of yours. Oh, yes, indeed. What a. <laughs> uh, thousands of years ago, the world was ruled by five human empires, more or less. They all fell apart in the same weird 500-year kind of cataclysm period of history, but no one really knows why. It kind of all happened fairly close together. But the Thallium Empire dominated the skies of the north of the world with floating cities. Uh, very powerful, very skilled in magic. Uh, most of the spells they practice then are lost to time. Nobody knows most of them. Uh, they were a very, very, very powerful empire. We think we have found where a kind of a bank of this information on necromancy that they sealed beneath the earth is. Belmont and I spent, have spent months, n- nearly a year, I think. I'd probably say a year, though it shames me to admit it. Well, it was hard. We had multiple texts there was a deposit found in the granitar desert to the south and we compiled these texts together and we think we found the location it's about we think 23 days ride north through the agatha woods and there is a tomb buried within this tomb is uh, vast amounts of lost knowledge and arcane ability magical items treasure a, a bank of information from the thalite empire and we know its location and you hadn't noticed it, but Nathan reaches for a skull carved of obsidian and holds it aloft. This is the key that will allow us through. I'm not quite sure how it works yet, but we'll use this to get into the tomb itself. Once we're in, we'll have all this information. We'll be rich. We'll have words and spells and powers lost to time ready at our disposal. And you'll all be wealthy. You'll have fame. You'll have fortune. You'll have seen the world. You'll have supported the academy and education of future wizards to come. The university, the Citadel, will owe you a debt. And uh, it will be a jolly great adventure, I think. Huzzah. Yeah. Um, I just one question. How is that a key? Do you put it in the door? The skull. That's actually a good question. Uh, this was originally various different pieces of skull found within this treasure hoard and in different books um, that magically came together when we joined them. No idea how it becomes a key. Haven't a clue. That's something we had to find. But you know it's a key. From the text, it seems to be, yes. I care nothing of your knowledge, gentlemen, but if this uh, journey would maybe make me a legend... There'll be legend enough for you, and you'll be compensated with the coffers that are found in the tomb. I'm in. Zaga, just think of it. 
all those books no one has read for thousands of years. You'll finally have some secrets that even the Archmaesters of the university don't possess. I'm in. Let's go. Let's, let's go right now. Please. Perfect. Uh, well, we're leaving tomorrow. So we've got time to make preparations. We'll need supplies. Uh, the university has been, should we say, reticent to fund this too much. Well, this sounds really important. Don't they see that this is important? No. They, as you may or may not know, there's a war in the East. Um, the Hobgoblin Empire has decided to uh, become a, bit a nuisance once again. So uh, it feels like a lot of attention has been drawn elsewhere, which is how we're able to do this, I think, without drawing too much attention to ourselves. We just need oh. to stay away from the war front and we should be fine. So we don't want too much attention. We don't want people to think it's important. We don't I, no. want anyone, bar those in this room, to know. So for a moment, you're all kind of talking as, you know, equals, I guess. And then everyone kind of, like, people had a moment and noticed that Zaka's had a hand up for some time. And Nathan kind of goes, yes, Zaka? Sorry. Going back, it's, it's been a while. My hand has been up, but um, can I see the skull, please? I just, I feel like maybe I've seen something before, but I just, I just want to check it out. Yeah, it is course. quite pretty. He passes you the skull. I imagine I'm still on kind of like the other side of the room too. So Zaga's very much somewhat eager to show off. So can she cast Mage Hand to retrieve it? Ooh. No, 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 no! Oh, this is just me, just like worried she's gonna drop oh. it. <laughs> Spectral hand appears from yours. What colour is your mage hand? I imagine purple. Purple. And it looks like your hand, I guess, as it yeah. extends forward. Uh, you see Nathan kind of raises his eyebrow, quite impressed, and places it in your mage hand. You bring it back to yourself. Like I say, it is perfectly smooth. The fact that this thing was in pieces is, seems crazy to you. It's like the seams are completely gone. It's like completely sealed. So as you hold the scroll and look at it, can you give me a history check? Because you might know something about this. So that is an 18 for a total of 22. Smartest orc in the room. You look at this skull. You know the seams aren't there, but as you're kind of processing it and like analyzing the magic, um, you can kind of get a feel for this is a magical artifact that you can feel in your hands. And you can actually see as you experiment with it, perhaps a little bit to Belmont's panic, you're able to move uh, like part of the skull so it comes away and then it seals back in and it kind of comes all together. So it's like there's some very strong magic about this kind of binding it together. You think from looking at it and the relics of you've seen of tombs in the past the skull comes together for almost convenience the skulls when you have to use it as a key probably breaks into pieces so you're able to work out that you're like this skull is again the it keeps together as a skull just so you can carry it when you use the key you're probably gonna have to break it up to use it okay nathan says we're going to be setting off tomorrow the first I guess 10 days of the journey we're going to be going through countryside we're probably going to be trying to camp here where we can but maybe staying in Haylofts where we can, maybe an inn, but very unlikely. We're not going through any major towns. And then hopefully where you'll come in will be in the Agatha Woods, which will be your home, I guess, more or less. I will definitely be able to help you navigate through there. I Protect us from elves. Protect you from elves. Yes. Elves. Yeah, like, well, it was pretty well known that if you go into the woods, the elves are likely to attack you. So it's ambushes, well, scalping, I mean, robbery. They might be a bit concerned if you wander onto their territory, but attacking you. Murder, well, burning. In, in which case you can keep us uh, off their territory. Fraud. Well, it, it's, it's fine, I'm sure. I'm just going to keep listing. Embezzlement. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, if we meet any elves, I'll talk to them. Perfect. It, it will be fine, don't worry. Arson. Nathan raises an eyebrow at you, walks up to you and whispers something in your ear. Everyone give me a perception check, see if they hear what he says. Oh, seven. Oh, beautiful. Oh, plus five, so that's good. Fifteen. 
Derek and Zaga, you hear as he whispers, you're going to have to play nice if this works. Oh, sorry, you're an elf. I, I thought you were talking about trolls then. Well, I, I rather thought it was quite obvious I'd twiddle the ear adornments. Sorry, I don't get out of this office very really often. It's fine. I'll just, if we do meet any elves on the path, just let me do the talking. I think that might be for the best. Right. Anyway, it seems like we're all in agreement. We all know what we're doing. Ready to set off tomorrow. Uh, you have one day to make any final preparations. Um, I think for food, we should be okay for the first half, but maybe buy any rations that you can. And then we will meet at the Great Gate tomorrow morning and we will set off. <laughs> <laughs>